I can remember traveling in South Georgia in the middle of nowhere with a two-year-old who had decided to potty train herself. She did not want to wear diapers anymore. We're on this car trip. I've got a portable potty chair in the van. She had to go. So we had pulled over on the side of the road. And at the time, we were pretty new to Georgia. So I didn't even know that there was like this big, beautiful canyon gorge area in South Georgia. So we pull over on the side of the road, get the portable potty chair out so that Allison can go potty and realize that, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful area. But I can remember having to potty train and trying to navigate life in the middle of potty training. It was exhausting. It was one of those things, the memory will stick with me forever. Well, not only are there all kinds of different kids with all kinds of different styles, you know, just as soon as you have a struggle that you've been going through forever, you know, your friend is like, oh yeah, my daughter just potty trained herself. (laughs) Really? Really? But look, there is a lot of advice out there around potty training. And I would call it, I think we both would call it the good, the bad, the ugly, and the stinky. So today, let's talk about the good as it applies to potty training. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. This week's episode is brought to you by Spoonful One. Spoonful One is making it easy for busy parents to get their children to meet the new guidelines of early and often introduction to common food allergens. Spoonful One products provide gentle, daily exposure to 16 food allergens. And it is backed by landmark research and developed by a pediatric allergist and mom. One packet, once a day, for one year. And these packets are perfectly portioned to help train a baby's tummy to see foods as just foods. May is Food Allergy Awareness Month, and we would love for you to head over to SpoonfulOne.com backslash Moms on Call for more information, and they are offering our listeners 35% off their products. And Spoonful One is so excited to announce their launch in almost 5,000 Walgreens stores nationwide. This expansion joins other retailers like Target, and Amazon. Together, we are all on a mission to bring early allergen introduction to parents across the country. Hey, Lauren, Jennifer. My name is Sam. My family is here in Tucson, Arizona. Our daughter started showing some interest in potty training, which is obviously amazing. 
my husband and I, we both work full time. So we're really interested in learning more about any kind of weekend approach to potty training. And we just have a few questions. So we're, you know, where do we start? What, what do we do? What are our first steps? And how can we set ourselves up for success in this? Thanks for all you do. Looking forward to hearing more. Hey, Sam. Well, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. And we have a resource for you. So I want to start off by just explaining that we have this amazing PDF resource called Potty by Design, which breaks down all the different ways that toddlers are designed and the most effective and helpful tips that we can apply towards that which goes in two directions. And at Moms on Call, we have, we have so much fun. But let me just tell you how silly our meetings go because naming stuff is super fun. And this was one of the most fun things to name. So we had two styles, the triple P style. Love right? it. Which stands what for yeah. patience, persistence, and positivity. So if you kind of want to take it a little slower, go the slow route, they're showing some interest, we have time, you know, that is a great way to go. And that is, you know, something that we've always recommended, but we recognize as both of us coming from households where we worked, our husbands worked, we understand the pull of the other method that we developed, which we entitled Booty camp. Booty camp style. So you've got triple P or booty camp style. A booty camp style is the pants off method. The, you know, weekend, three day weekend type way. And here's the truth about potty training. Depending on how your kid is designed, sometimes you have a couple of false starts. And you try and do it and it's too messy or somebody gets sick or we had to travel sooner than we thought we would or it's just any number of things get in the way. So it is okay to do a couple false starts and going back to, you know, pull-ups, it's not going to ruin everything. So sometimes you're in a battle and sometimes you're just getting started. And I think that's so important for parents to realize that, you know, it doesn't always have to be all in either. It doesn't mean that once we start that we can't say, you know what, I'm not ready. They're not ready. We thought we were ready, but no, changed my mind. I'm not ready. I'm going to wait a few weeks. It is perfectly okay. And I love, Sam, I love your question where it's like, okay, well, she's starting to show some interest, but, you know, we're both working and, you know, how, how do we navigate doing this maybe on the weekends? And really what I want to suggest, Sam, is that kind of go by how she is acting. If she's showing interest in those early stages, don't just jump in and go for it. If she's showing interest, allow that to play out for a few weekends. Kind of see how she's doing. Maybe the potty chair is out. Maybe she's going, you know, potty before bath time uh, in the evenings and then on the weekends. Start to kind of get a feel of that and maybe go a little bit slower and pay attention. Then really, once you find that on the weekends, look, she's staying dry. She's really kind of pointing out that potty and showing when she's gone. Then kind of sit and one, figure out her design. That will help with this process so much better. And then decide, okay, is she ready for us to dive in or not? 
And in the, what we'll call the no pants party, <laughs> because it really isn't a party at all. It's messy, but I think you said you're in Arizona. So I understand that the weather is very commensurate over there to um, not having a whole lot of, uh, you know, layers of clothes <laughs> to have to go through. So it's perfect. It's perfect. You live in the perfect spot to do <laughs> a booty camp style moms on call method of moving forward, depending on your child's design. And what we've put in place is what to do, what to say, and how to get that on the schedule. Body training is about familiarity and mastery. So oftentimes the familiarity element is the biggest struggle. They don't want to do it because it's just different. They just haven't done it before. So when we build that into the schedule, it's so helpful. So we talk about, you know, just putting a schedule together. And in Moms on Call style, your Potty by Design resource comes with the Moms on Call schedules. Like, when do I put it on the schedule? We've mapped it out for you. Again, so you don't have to do the math. You can invest in the relationship. And you can help them to believe in their ability to do things that they haven't yet done. So we'll be confident and okay, like we said, if we have some false starts. And if they have an accident, we give you some things to say. How we handle their success is just as important as how we handle when they don't quite make it, which will happen in the beginning quite often. So what do you say to that when you want to roll your eyes, pull out your hair? You know, you just, if they have an accident, you say, that's all right. That happens sometimes. You'll get the hang of it. You'll figure it out. And your facial expression and confidence says that. So it's not a big pressure situation. So just kind of that, hey, look, you're going to figure this out. This happens. And one of the other things I would highly recommend is digital only. We do have Super Duper Pooper. Oh which my gosh. Is, That's the yeah. most fun resource that we did. And I tell you, we had some of the cutest kids ever. in the whole wide world and the best photographer ever shooting that. And I think that it's just... What it did for me when I read through it was just made it seem, oh, everybody does this. And it was just so easy. And you could really see how kids could connect to those little sweet faces that's in that book. Well, and it's just a book for you to read to your kids on the potty. And it's got pictures of actual kids, very, you know, tastefully done. And <laughs> we're very careful about that. Um, but it shows them, you know, like this is fine and it rhymes and, you know, it's just something that we can do that helps to send that message that you're capable of it and we'll get this done. Super duper pooper. I can do this every day because I'm a super pooper. It's just super fun. The time that I got to read that to a <laughs> a preschool, um, it was a four-year-old's class on National Reading Day. <laughs> I had to apologize to all the parents. I'm like, they're coming home with the new word. Yep. They're going to have fun saying, but we giggled and laughed and just enjoyed it so much. But so we had that as an additional resource. So we're going to say prepare the bathroom with a little basket of books or your iPad that has the super duper pooper on it that you guys can read together and just some things that they're interested in. Um, if you have a younger child, then they can go in their car seat. You can put that little car seat in the tub, in the empty tub 
or, you know, a kid that's a little bit older than that can sit in an empty tub with no water in it with some toys so that we can all kind of hang out here for a few minutes. And then we know the order of things. We keep it nice and simple so that their minds can really grasp the steps and the order of those steps, especially if you have an engineer. Oh, um, they're going to want to know, like, what are the three or four steps that are involved in this process? And we don't stay there forever. And when they're successful, we do not have a parade. And I'll say this all the time. This is an activity of daily living. And we treat it the same way that we treat all the other adults in the house. So if you don't break out the pom-poms when your husband has a successful bowel movement <laughs> in the toilet, we're not going to do it for That's the kids. Right. Those social kids will get so attacked. It can become a power play just on the basis of how excited everybody was. So just kind of keep it in the middle. Just, you know, yeah, I knew you could do it. Not worried about it. And that just kind of helps. Yeah. So our preparation, prepare the bathroom, our attitude, which is they are going to get the hang of this. Doesn't always happen right away. And at first, so we give you the things to say and then get that potty by design resource because it will tell you by virtue of your child's design, some really fun things that you can do. I think my favorite is for movement kids. Oh Lord, my you know gosh. What about? Yes. What, what is it? The potty yoga. Potty yoga. It's so much fun and they love it. Those movement kids, they need to know that they just don't have to sit and sit still for 20 minutes. They need to be able to stretch and we can make it so much fun without it being over the top. Like you said, I think that it's so important that we're not, you know, shooting off fireworks every time we go to the potty. <laughs> I love that terminology for it, though. Yeah, let's go go shoot off some fireworks. Hey, maybe we could add that in. <laughs> yeah, it's like that sometimes. It is. It can be like that. But yeah, so it's about attitude, just about being relaxed about it. And, um, and knowing, look, between Laura and I, we potty trained. I lost count. Eight kids. Yeah. And sometimes you have some false starts. If you're prepared, you pick your way forward. We've got options, things to say, things to do, when to do it, put it on the schedule and the routine. And if you are one of the many families that I have had the privilege of partnering with, that we got there because... Potty training turned into a huge, horrible battle. Then you need one of the moms on call consultants to walk with you through that. Like it is so helpful to have somebody tell you what you're capable of while you're constantly having to turn around a situation that got out of control. We thought of all these things, and we really love to have an opportunity to partner with you if you need it so that we can get through this activity of daily living and allow that to be something that feeds into your family and into that sense of accomplishment for you both and not be a battle. Your baby and toddler food questions answered. Welcome to the Moms on Call Snack Attack, brought to you by Spoonful One. Hey moms, my name is Kelsey. Um, my son Hudson is seven months old and thanks to your um, program, he's definitely been sleeping through the night so much earlier on than most of my friends um, who have not done the sleep training program. So thank you for that. Um, my question here is, 
What do you guys recommend in terms of um, getting your baby to use a sippy cup a little bit easier? I feel like we're struggling a little bit on this. Um, and even at daycare, they try to offer it, but he just seems to bite and chew on the, the, the nipple that the uh, sippy cup has. So maybe any advice you guys can provide Hudson and I here from Philadelphia, that would be super helpful. Thanks, Mom. Hey, Kelsey. So sippy cups are so much fun, but we do tend to get a little bit stressed out about them. And really what I want to encourage you is to just find a few different kinds. So I like the ones that are spouted when you first start. Uh, I also like open cups and straws. And as far as trying to force them to hold it and, you know, tilt it up and figure out how that works, really what happens is time and opportunity. Absolutely. So we just let them have time and opportunity and believe that they're really going to be able to get this. So do have, you know, yeah, you can hold it for them for, you know, a minute or two. Well, at this age, probably 30 <laughs> seconds or so. Right. right? Um, and just let them become familiar with it too. Familiarity breeds mastery. And then you will see that they are so capable of figuring this out. And, you know, at a year, go check out the Moms on Call resources. The um, best one there is the 6 to 15 month book. And we talk about all those transitions because at 12 months, it's a huge transition in the amount of nutrition that kids get in a liquid form. So, um, you know, sometimes we just have these expectations that they're going to drink so much and uh, they don't, they don't always do that. So check out those um, guidelines and, um, and we believe in you. They are strong, adaptable, and resilient. If you give them enough time and opportunity. Any number of sippy cups is going to do the trick. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 